Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time I want to talk about the U.S. being a safe haven again. Revolution, almost explosion in the municipal bond market and this unpleasant coronavirus and how it's interacting with the global stock markets. Update us some numbers. The ISM, which we've talked about before, the Institute of Supply Side Management, both those numbers, the manufacturing and the non-manufacturing, are back over 50. The manufacturing was down 48, 47 for a while, now it's back over 50. Anytime it's over 50, that is in their world considered expansion, under 50, contraction. That's mostly numbers from the fourth quarter of 2019. And U.S. manufacturing is humming along just fine. The first estimate of GDP also for the fourth quarter of 2019, 2.1, higher than I thought. I assume this number will be adjusted down a little bit. Even though we're looking at GDP numbers in 2020, still high ones, maybe low twos. They look great. Mathematics are getting to a recession. Almost no way in 2020. Unemployment, due to some seasonality in January numbers, climbed up a teeny tiny bit to 3.6. The rest of the numbers, they're giving oil away. It's back down at $50 a barrel. And the bond market had a nice bonus. Yields are down, means the prices are up. Yields on all the treasuries dropped a little bit because the United States is once again the safe haven nation for the world's assets in many ways, primarily because there isn't another one. Since 2008, U.S. Treasuries have become literally half the safe haven assets on Earth, several trillion dollars. Other safe haven assets, real estate, gold, there's some that think Bitcoin is a safe haven. The point is when things aren't going well, here they come. They buy bonds, yields go down, price goes up, and the stock markets, all of them, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, all over the U.S. and many places around the world are up. They're not so concerned about what's going on in China right now. I'll get to that in a minute. I'm always looking for bubbles. The U.S. market is not giving me what I want, meaning a correction. This is an interesting little chart. If those that remember the fourth quarter of 2018, we had almost a 20% drop. Yay, great correction. Zoom came right back. We don't have anything like that. This chart is the forward, 12-month forward P-E ratio of the S&P 500. And we're really not in balloon territory. We were a tiny bit there for a little while, but earnings have been great once again. The other side of the coin, how's the rest of the world doing? Well, this is the same 12-month forward earnings for Asia Pacific and an index out there. Their earnings are peanuts. They're giving them away. I've never seen them this cheap. Some of you were asked, well, why are we buying some Asia-Pacific assets now when things look so bad? Well, they're cheap. We like that buy cheap, sell dear idea. So a quick reminder that the things that are going on in Asia right now, I'm sorry about the human tragedy that is this virus, and trade adjustments and a number of other things, they will adjust, they will come back, they're not going away. Specifically, as you're accumulating your 
haven assets, and it's very important. And I'm talking specifically about the Chinese right now. There's been a lot of sales, several billion dollars in commercial real estate, mostly through the last half of 2019. It was almost all Chinese. The luxury of having assets in the United States is getting more dear to them all the time. So these properties had to go. That's what happens, they get recycled. More importantly, they needed those dollars back in China. China has about 10 or 12% of all their dollar-denominated bonds maturing at the end of March this year. It's a huge number. They need all the dollars that they can get. And the fact that they're, well, not shut down, but definitely squeezing and slowing their economy for good reason makes these dollars even more precious. The U.S. GDP looks good, looks strong. It's going to look good in 2020. Municipal bonds have for several years, in a lot of ways, there's not been a lot of new issuance from all these states because 2008, people got a little scared. A lot of state economies, well, they said, well, we better tighten up the belts for a while. They're loosening the belts predominantly because the message has come very clear from the federal government that if you want to fix your infrastructure, bridges, roads, etc., it's not going to be federal projects. The federal budget is going different directions. Municipal bond issuance has just short of exploded. It's going through the roof. One, there's huge demand, and the credit rating of a lot of these states, including Colorado, is very good. So these things get snapped up right away. Over the course of time, I'm sure you've seen a lot of graphs like this before. Looks like the inflation numbers. Looks like the 30-year Treasury yield. This is municipal bond yield. It too has come down. Price goes up, the yield comes down. And right now, those that are looking for, let's say, a 3% high-quality muni bond, well, you'll never get in line fast enough to buy one. So there is going to be more issuance. As the trade conflicts continue, our trade deficit has shrunk, not noticeably, but predictably. We are manufacturing more stuff here, buying less overseas. The biggest beneficiary of that is the U.S. manufacturing sector. The biggest victim, if you were, sorry to use that term, is, of course, China. China was singled out by the current administration that the deficit was getting too big too fast. It's the red one here in the chart, and it has turned around. It's not going back to the way it was. I think that ship has sailed. What has happened is our trade deficit is getting smaller, but some areas, the Eurozone, Mexico, and surprise, surprise, Vietnam, our deficit is growing with them. We're buying more stuff. Things are moving around. It's just the fact that China got singled out that's going to make this red line look a lot better in the future. Vietnam has been the number one benefactor of the problems with China. I never imagined that anybody in China would call their closest neighbor and say, gee, can I ship my stuff through your country and then off to the United States? Not to sound sarcastic, but yes, a lot of that is going on. It would be Vietnam's extreme displeasure if the Trump administration pointed their finger at them, either as a currency manipulator or a shadow exporter for China. That would be bad. The rest of these countries, Belgium, all the rest of them, our export 
import ratios getting better with them. All part of the plan. I'll touch on the coronavirus here. Is it going to have a huge effect on the global economy? No. This is the global stock markets since the 70s, before HIV was first discovered, introduced, made part of the psychology of the equity markets. There's been a lot of them. I know it's a little hard to read, but the SARS and all the rest of them are here. The stock markets, not just the domestic one, but all the markets, sometimes have a bad turn shortly after the announcement, thinking that there's bad things going to happen. They inevitably recover quickly or don't care at all, kind of the way the U.S. market is reacting to the whole thing. I think this will be resolved. The Chinese are doing a great job quarantining 50 million people. Imagine what it would take to quarantine the state of California. That's kind of what they're doing, and the chances are they will not turn it into a global contagion. Don't worry about the stock market. I suspect they will resolve this. And I'm always interested in the bright side of things, clearly. It's too bad there's been a thousand deaths on this so far. There'll be more. I was interested in where they are with the recoveries. The recoveries are coming up on 3,500 and growing rapidly. This is just an unfolding human tragedy we're going to have to wait out, and then everyone will adjust shortly thereafter. And a quick issue, the, the current budget is out on its way to Congress. Everything is mentioned in trillions. Somebody asked me today, gee, is there just a huge difference between a trillion and a billion? Well, good question. If you equate billions to seconds, one dollar is one second, a billion dollars equates to 32 years. Okay, it's a chunk. A trillion dollars is 32,000 years. It's a scale thing. It's a lot of money, and you're not going to hear any substantive parts of the U.S. budget going forward that isn't in the trillions. Anyway, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Again, if you have any questions or comments, you can contact me directly. A lot of people do. Or send an email off to info at shwj.com, and I'll jump all over it. Thanks for joining me.